All right. Yesterday, the global stock markets uh, took a dive and people are starting to use the R word again. I don't want to get into it yet. I don't want to freak people out. Let's get to the whys and the worries of what went down yesterday with someone that actually is in the know. Avery Schenfeld joins the show. Uh, He is Managing Director and Chief Economist of CIBC Capital Market. Welcome to the show, Avery. Thank you. I'm going to admit, I don't know much about the stock market. I I have uh, skin in the game, but I let my financial um, manager handle that stuff. So give us the skinny on what went down in North American stock markets yesterday. Well, obviously, markets got off on a bad footing, uh, reacting largely to news out of both China and Germany uh, in terms of economic data that reflected a slowing in China and potentially a recession risk in Germany. Um, And those two stories are interrelated because the two countries trade with each other and both are being affected by uh, the slowdown caused by the trade war between the U.S. and China. But in terms of viewing what the stock market does on a given day or given month, um, in terms of what it means for recession risks, I always remind myself of the saying that a famous economist Paul Samuelson once said, when he said that the stock market has correctly predicted nine of the last five recessions. So there are periods of weakness in the stock market uh, that are much more frequent than actual recessions in either the U.S. or Canada. I'll take your Paul Simonson quote and raise you a Paul Simon uh, quote. Hello, darkness, my old friend. A lot of people are looking at uh, the recession back in 2007, and they're talking about inversion. Uh, And I don't know much about the inversion curve. Can you tell us why that's important and what what they're looking at? Sure. So what markets are focused on is the fact that short-term interest rates, uh, three-month interest rates or two-year interest rates, are actually now above 10-year interest rates. So normally you get a higher yield if you lock your money away for longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this case, that yield curve is actually flipped on its head. You get a higher interest rate if you invest for a shorter period. All that tells you is that markets are assuming the economies, not only in North America but globally, will be soft enough that central banks might lower those short-term rates. So that's why someone would lock in for a longer term at a lower rate. They fear that those juicier short-term rates are going to go away. But we've had periods in the past where uh, the central banks did cut interest rates, so the market correctly predicted that. But those very interest rate reductions actually helped us avoid a recession. It happened actually twice in the U.S. in the 1990s. And even if you go back further, in 1987, there was a massive stock market crash, 20% in a day. Many will remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, And the central banks did cut interest rates But there was no 1987 recession. There was no 1988 recession. So uh, sometimes you can get these interest rate reductions, and those, in fact, are tools to help uh, keep the economy moving. And by and large, that's what we're still expecting. We're expecting a growth slowdown in North America. Uh, but not yet uh, seeing the makings of an outright recession. You know, you said there was no 87 or 88 recession, but there was one in like the early 90s, like 91. So could these slowdowns point to something coming a little bit later? I don't want to panic anyone because a lot of times people say when you start talking about recession, that actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It makes people panicky and nervous. Sure. If you ask me, can there be a recession in the next five years? You know, the answer is most likely yes. Uh, certainly in any given 
given decade, we've typically seen at least one recession. Uh, but I don't think you can link the recession, for example, in 91 to the 87 stock market crash. The stock market had actually had a, a generous recovery and more than, uh, in fact, made up the lost ground by then. So I, in this case, the, the risks of a global recession are certainly there. There are policy mistakes that are being made, including the trade war between the U.S. and China, including potentially the Brexit situation in Europe. I think Germany should be, for example, spending more uh, at the government level to get their economy moving. So there are things that could be fixed by policymakers, uh, including some interest rate reductions. And if those don't happen, sure, there's a risk of a recession in the next couple of years. but those policy decisions could also go the right way. And even the, the scare from the equity market, you know, maybe that's enough to push people like Donald Trump into a wake-up call uh, and an understanding that his trade war can backfire on the U.S. as well. Do you anticipate any bounce back in the stock markets? Well, we're seeing stock markets today much calmer, certainly. Uh, But I think we're going to be in a little bit of a choppy water for a while. We don't expect this trade dispute to be resolved tomorrow. Both sides have dug in a bit. um, And um, we are actually expecting negotiations to start for a few weeks. So uh, I think we're going to be in for a little bit of turmoil. But I wouldn't necessarily translate that turmoil into a fear that you're going to lose your job tomorrow. Uh, what's your advice to the average investor that's following the story? You know, generally speaking, you need to have a sensible portfolio, which means that not too much of your money at risk in things like equities, some of your money in the bond market. Remember that lately, for example, uh, because interest rates have been falling, bond prices rise in that environment. So actually, if you had a balanced portfolio, you'd have some offsetting gains in the fixed income part that is in bonds that would have offset some of your weakness and equity. So it's, it's always about maintaining a reasonable portfolio with risk you can tolerate rather than trying to think that you can time the market in any material way. The professionals don't always do very well at that. And, uh, and that's a sign that you know, economies are to some extent a bit unpredictable. Stock market, as I said, can be even more volatile sometimes than the underlying economy. So it's all about managing the level of risk in your portfolio. So make sure you trust and know what your financial manager or financial planner is doing with your money. That's right. And make sure by above and beyond the magic word is diversification. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Um, not in any one stock, not in all, not all in stocks, but a balanced portfolio to help you ride out the ups and downs. I really appreciate your time today, Avery. Thank you so much for making sense of this story. You're welcome. Have a great day. Avery uh, Schenfeld is the managing director uh, and chief economist of CIBC Capital Market, making a bit of sense, a little uh, pause for uh, some details, information on what's going on in the stock markets, and maybe a little bit of calm.